Do we Mitchell! have? <laughs> do we have an exciting oh, podcast? Oh my god! Oh, let's go! <laughs> Oi! Come on! We like probably, we are just, it's just getting better and better. <laughs> We're <laughs> sort of past the teething. Man, we are. Maybe system, we are thunderbirds again. Oh, actually, no, we're nah. not quite past no, the teething. Let's be honest, but we are on episode of seven. This is the one where. Sophie Adams. <laughs> Sophie Adams. Let's go. We've got some big hitters today, Sammy. She's not big, but she's a heavy hitter. In the spiritual world, in the spiritual CS heavyweight. World. Yeah, she's a spiritual heavyweight. She's uh, one of the intern heavyweights and sea salt veteran. Ooh, sea salt veteran. Sea salt veteran. Yeah. So she's one of the ex sea salters that have come out of actually doing one of the sea salt internship year placements herself, but she also spent last year investing back into the students that were that were involved last year so she lived down there with them on the island and um yeah has sort of got a bunch of experience and i'm sure was really helpful down there with them and she is our official second interviewee from let's call it international she's she's <laughs> off she's across the bass strait another tasmanian <laughs> on the podcast they're taking over oh yeah they're these island over. people she's an island girl island girl <laughs> so uh, it's gonna be a good combo it's, it's gonna, gonna be a sick combo it's good i'm yeah. excited yeah now i've got a bit of a topic yeah hit me so this is probably more for a cold water event you know, like if you're if you're south somewhere listening, mm. this is probably for you. But also for the people that aren't in cold water, there's a bunch of people out there that still rock booties, gloves, helmets, yes. hoodies. Um, I don't know if I think partly maybe style, partly urchins protection. Um, some people just I know people that just love booties because they just give you extra grip on the board. Apparently. Um, or you just get used to them and then you just keep running them through summer. Have you ever seen someone run booties with boardies? <laughs> I'm going to have to confess. <gasps> oh, Mitchell. Is this something I didn't know about you? I'm a booty boy. <laughs> I love a booty boy. <laughs> I've actually got a funny story. And so just to clear this up, we are talking about booties. Like, <laughs> like um, boots. boots. Surf boots. Surf boots. Yeah. They go on your feet. Yeah. Yep. There's multiple boots, okay. right? So you've got your, your warm boots, mm-hmm. like your two millers, three yep. millers, whatever. And then you also have your reef boots. Yeah, okay. I am a reef booty boy. Really? You surf? And, well, <laughs> I, I, I'm... I'm... <laughs> the way you just held eye contact with me and said, I'm a reef, I'm a reef booty boy. And the eye contact was firm. Boy, it's getting hot and in here. And you've said that before. This is like a mirror confession. Like a nightly mirror confession. I'm a reef oh, booty boy. I've never confessed this. Okay. Well, so the story goes. Yeah. We, we went to this new wave down south. It's actually a new wave. They built a, a, a break wall. Okay. And this was a year ago. And there's an amazing wave that broke off it. Wow. But there were some old timers there that, you know, thought they'd been surfing it for years but it only got built like six months ago right so me and my friend my other booty boy other booty boy jar yeah <laughs> we we went down boardies booties and we we're both doing it together and it was summer mm. and we paddled over and no joke this guy just looked at us and just shook his finger side to side. <laughs> just going, no, you know. 
And then he started calling, started calling us, boy, it's the booty boy. The booty boys are back. Well, so this dude's looked at you with the finger of disapproval, almost like, and you can Straight hear up. it. You can see it and hear I, it. Someone doing mm-hmm, that finger. Mm-hmm. And he's called you guys out and said to the booty boys, so what? It's just what, what came with that? Was it shame or was you? Oh, yeah, utter shame. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't leave the house for a few weeks. So why do you run it? Why are you running booties with boardies? Well, I'm not gonna lie, really? I haven't run it a little bit after that. He actually discouraged me, but I think I'm gonna get back in the game. I like it. Okay. Like I'm gonna give you pros and cons. So yeah, yeah. I like the grip mm-hmm. and the security. You know, like, yeah. you've got your shoes on. Yeah. It's like your shoes on. Especially on reefs. Reefs, yeah. Anything close to rock, love it. Yeah. Only disadvantage is that it's not much. Like, if you've got a mill or two between your foot and the board, mm. you've actually got, like, another access point. Some people find them more grippy. I find them more grippy, but you always feel like you're on, like, little heels sometimes. Okay. Right. I don't know. Maybe yeah, that's yeah. just me getting too into it. A little bit elevated. Yeah, you're a little saying... elevated and you're a little bit off balance, like a little bit more, more unbalanced. Balance. Unbalanced. Oh, okay. And that's good? No, it's not good. No, okay. That's what I was thinking. But you you get to call yourself a booty boy. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's the booty boys. So really all I'm hearing is protection and grip, which are two really good pros. Mm. The cons are you get bagged out and you sort of lose a bit of social <laughs> status. You don't have any friends. <laughs> you know what I've seen? Which is probably the funniest combo ever. Mm. Boots, boardies, and a hood. <laughs> Boots, boardies, and a hood. And a hood. What? So they've got no top or anything on. They've just no, got a hood. Just a All right. Hood. Let me, let's run through. That's a minority there. Dude, that has to be talked about. I think that's, that's illegal. I eh? think it's got to be addressed in that band. <laughs> We're making a law. Sort of shunned on. This is Swell Times Law. Like, unless you're bald and have run out of sunscreen, mm. that's a good point. And, I dude, I don't know. I'm, I can't think of another reason why you're running. I don't know. Do you know what's another one? What? Um, surfers with flippers. What? I've seen dudes paddle out with flippers on. No. And they're on a, maybe a shorter board. That I've generally seen the older... Are you like sure it's, it's not a kneeboard? As, it might be a kneeboard. <laughs> and I've seen goggles at the same time, actually, on one of these. this dude. He was like a... He, was, he sort of looked like a veteran in the game that was maybe just relearning. And oh. it was probably like a learner's... It was probably like a comfort thing just to be... Just to be safe. Like if you fell off or whatever, you've still got your flippers. Oh. But he was sort of using the flippers like a burger would, you know, paddling out. What, he wasn't using his arms. Really? So I don't know if it's a thing or if it's just, I've just come across an, an anomaly out there somewhere that's, wow. that's starting his own thing. That's legit. Yeah. Well, I, I tried to do the goggle thing. Yeah. I am. Um, yeah, involuntary though. Involuntary. Yeah. But I got some psycho goggles. Man, <laughs> I, uh, I was legit going to make a company. They look like they look like the pit viper sunnies. But the cool thing about goggles is, if you're running goggles out there, you've also if you make them UV, like if you've got UV protection in your goggles, mm. you're also protecting your eyes. Your eyes. And if you're out there on a pretty sunny day, even a glary day, yeah. I think maybe even especially a glary day, when it's when the sun's not directly there, but the UV's still cooking you. Mm. I don't know. There's merit in that. There's merit. Let us know in the DMs if you'd run some UV protected Mitchell Love Day surf sunnies. <laughs> surf sunnies. Surf sunnies. That's a good name. Okay. Oh my gosh. That's great. Dude. Surf and we sunnies. have like the we have like the eighth round of the world edition. 
Of the double double heavens. Double heavens. Yeah. Oh, imagine that. The Sammy Surf Sunnies. <laughs> the Mitchie Surf oh. Sunnies. <laughs> now, you get some funny looks, though. You would. I legit, I remember the first time paddling out, and I looked like, oh, man, I felt like an avatar or something like <laughs> Or like a ballerina in a rugby match. Like everyone, <laughs> you know, you know those movies where you like walk down like the street and everyone just in slow motion Isn't and everyone just turns their head. It was legit. Oh, Mitchell, oh, it's the phones gosh, thing again. Phone. Dude, this is, that's, a, that's probably oh. about the fourth episode in a row. <laughs> yes. Oh man. Oh, it really wasn't even on silent. I got to tell you as well, we've had a few DMs about the, the phones on silent thing. Oh, really? No. But <laughs> but there should be some DMs because it's ludicrous that for half an hour in the day, you just can't flick a little... <laughs> I'm, I'm grilling you. You're off the... You're, you're not a booty boy. Yeah. <laughs> Only my booty boys would understand. <laughs> they call me Silent Sam. <laughs> Silent Sam versus booty boys. <laughs> Going down in your hood. <laughs> What's happening, son? Hey, how are we doing? Oh, how are you? Good, good. It's um actually 36 here today, believe it or not. So pretty crazy. Don't know how to deal with it, to be honest. <laughs> wow, 36 is actually quite impressive. I reckon the Melburnians are going to melt. <laughs> the Melburnians. <laughs> the Melburnians. <laughs> yeah, true. Nice and hot. So give us kind of a true. shot of who Sophie Adams is, what she does, where she's from. What she loves, some side hustles, mm. some secret passions. Guys, I'm pretty boring. Who is Sophie Adams? Random. And what does she love? Okay, okay, okay. Um, I'm Sophie. I'm 21. Uh, originally from Tasmania. Now living on Phillip Island, but about to move to the surf coast for uni. I love surfing, love people. If I was to have a little side hustle or hobby, I think I would love it to be sewing. But at this this stage, I think I'm just a mender. Oh, <laughs> I like it. What, what's the last thing you mended? Well, I actually, to be honest, I think there's a business opportunity in here that the last thing I mended was a couple of past Seasalt students' hoodie towels because you know how they always get that such annoying split down the side and then you're like a little bit exposed when you're changing and it defeats the purpose. A lot of just exposure. So, yeah, that's that's the last thing I've mended and I think there's a lot more to come in that space and uh, might even start charging. Who knows? Have we got a name for this business? Ooh, I think that's on you guys. What, what's a name? That's on us, is it? <laughs> oh, are we getting royalties? Right, yeah, let's, let's talk commissions. All right, well, we, we're going to get at least you. 40% us. of what the $5 charge. We'll plug you on the podcast. <laughs> Every episode. Sophie Mender Adams. Sophie Mender. <laughs> yeah. Watch out at Gathering. I'll have a little like desk and everything set up at Gathering. Bring my sewing machine. We can go like uh, get scissors and snip everyone's towels. <laughs> yeah. we'll, make the bank. <laughs> we'll, we'll bring them in. You, t- you get rid of them. <laughs> You're about to move back down south, aren't you? Like south, even further south. Yes. Yes, I am. It's actually moving day today. Sick. And whereabouts are you originally from? You'll probably laugh at this, um, but I'm from a little town called Penguin, 
Um, and it's on the northwest coast of Tassie. Yeah, so name. kind of grew up surfing that west coast. Yeah. Penguin. Oh. Penguin. That's so cute. I never, that's actually so cool. Where are you from? Penguin. I'm from Penguin. Penguin. <laughs> is there penguins in Penguin? Yes. Yes, there is. But only a few because when they were naming the towns, they actually named the towns wrong. So there's a town next door called Sulphur Creek. Um, and that has penguins and penguin has a creek with sulfur in it. So um, we're kind of living a lie, to be honest, down there. But It's like Iceland and Greenland. They're just, Iceland has green and anyway. So yeah, right. Sulfur and penguin. It's <laughs> a little ge- geography lesson for the day. <laughs> so I had absolutely nothing to do with what we're talking about. So cool. Yeah. So you're from Tassie originally. Why'd you move up to the mainland, if we can say that? Well, I felt pretty strongly about leaving Tassie. Um, you kind of have enough of living in a small town when you've done it for a while, I guess. And so knew I wanted to go somewhere and actually kind of said, God, I will go anywhere in Australia you want me, um, but not Victoria. And so jumped in my dad's van and started traveling around Australia. And um, anyway, somehow ended back up on a little island that's a tourist attraction for penguins. So I really didn't venture far. Yeah, wow. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> hey, before we get into the meat of it a bit, can we, um, just to get to know you a bit better, Soph, I feel like there's a, a funny little surf comp story that we've heard about that we want to get a bit more info on because we were looking back in the Tassie um, local newspapers and apparently there was a heat of which there was a little blonde girl by the name of Sophie Adams that couldn't quite get out the back for the whole, you know, I want you to tell the story, but we just want to hear it from your perspective. Yeah, cool. Um, well, <laughs> I'm not sure it made it to the Tassie newspapers, so <laughs> clearly done some digging. <laughs> yeah, take it back to like 2013 maybe. Um, I just got into competitive surfing and I was all geared up, was keen, ready, um, had driven four hours down to like actually where the national gathering is going to be this year. Um, so down kind of that south near like Eagle Hort's Nest and that kind of area and um, was all G'd up, get this rashy on, too big for me, tied at the back, tiny little little grommet and um, the waves were just shot. They were absolutely shocking. And um, so anyways, the, the flag goes up and we all go to get out in the heat and, um, uh, yeah, 20 minutes later, the uh, the heat finishes and I'm still not out the back. <laughs> and I'd just like to say it wasn't just me. There was another girl in my heat too. <laughs> and we both just get out there. <laughs> and um, so it kind of, uh, I didn't really want to compete from then on, but did for another, I don't know, five or six years um, going on from that. So lucky I improved a little bit, I guess. <laughs> Yeah. They didn't kick you out the Tassie board riders, did they? No, probably got third or something anyway. There probably wasn't that <laughs> She was third closest to getting out there. <laughs> I wonder what the chick got scored for getting out the back. She probably got like an eight. <laughs> you made it out past the sets. <laughs> You're getting scores for how far you get out of that. That's funny. That's it. Just scoring on conditions. The um <laughs> the most scoring potential on that day was um, 
just getting up. <laughs> That's an impressive duck dive by Sophie Adams. That's a high scoring duck dive. That's at least a six five. <laughs> I would have strider in the channel. Yeah. <laughs> so good. I think that was my problem though. Because I was so little that um, I actually couldn't duck dive my board. So I was on this like maybe like five, six short board or something and um, and still couldn't duck dive it. So now I ride a five, two and uh, that seems to help better. Right. <laughs> I actually remember I, was, I took this little grummy out and I was like, bro, set's coming, paddle, paddle. And I was like, started crumbling. And he was paddling his little heart out to get over this wave. And it, the, the whitewash hits him and somehow he ends up catching the wave. <laughs> it just like went into the whitewash, came out, spun around and then stood up. I was like, bro, that's like a 10. <laughs> yeah. So, Soph, can you tell us a bit about your first encounter with CS? What's, um, what's the moment you first realized that you're in the right place and why did you stay? There's actually a little bit of a testimony here because if I'm honest, I definitely was on the back foot and just kind of in the negatives with my with my attitude towards CS in those early days. Or my introduction to it was actually at um, a place called Falls Festival, which is a big festival that happens at New Year's. And um, in Tassie, it's more of like a family-friendly event. So you've got children and families and all kinds of stuff there. So at this festival, I was just kind of there listening to music, whatever. Somebody who I knew his brother through competitive surfing and um, kind of met at this festival and whatever, and he got to know me a little bit. And I was like, yeah, like I'm a Christian, I'm a surfer, whatever. And he's like, have you heard about Christian surfers? And I was like, nah, I haven't actually. And he goes, I think you should really look it up. Like you'd probably love to get involved. Um, so I was like, okay, cool, like whatever. The new year started and I just was in year 12 and kind of had a quick squeeze online on the Instagram and things like that as you do. But was like, eh, I don't know, like don't really find it that appealing. 12 months later, I was actually at the festival again and saw the same guy. We were just sitting on the grass talking and um, he started to just get a bit uneasy and I was like hey dude like what's going on you're all good and he said look last year God pointed you out to me in the crowd before I even met you and told me that I was going to change your life and he was like I don't feel like I've done that and I was like well that's okay like that's fine (laughs) you know like it's all right um you've definitely had influence in my life and you're a great friend and um, those kind of things. And he was like, did you look up CS? Like, I I think you should really look it up and get involved and find out more. So I kind of went away from Falls and again, I didn't really look into it or look it up. And he messaged me a few days later and he was like, Sophie, like, have you looked this up? Like, here's the Facebook link, just go and at least like the page. Got pretty pushy about it and was just kind of like in a good way um, and was like, yeah, you really need to look this up. So um, I did. I liked the page. I followed his instruction and um, that was it. And then one day I came home from work late. I was working at a restaurant at the time and came home really late and actually watched Sam Harvey's Run for Manhattan video. And um, I was like, whoa, this is amazing. Like, I want to click on this. I want to do whatever this is. Not actually realizing that it was a CS promotional. Um, 
And at the time I had plans to join the Navy. I'd been waiting to do that for a few years and training and all of that kind of stuff. And um, <clears throat> this was the January, but I was waiting for an enlistment date in the April and waiting to like fully get in and go off to the Navy in that April. I have no idea what compelled me that night, but I just saw the video and just instantly applied for CS um, and for CSALT, sorry, submitted this wacko application at 1am. And the next morning, Lucas called me. And next thing I knew, two weeks later, I was on the first CSALT trip to WA. From there, that's that's how it started. So really just got involved through CS. And um, at that trip was the first time I had ever experienced a community of young adults that were both Christian and, and surfers. And that just blew my mind completely I didn't I didn't know that that was real (laughs) in the town I grew up in it wasn't a huge surfing culture and definitely wasn't really many girls that surfed and so I didn't have that sense of community school was different to work that was different to church that was then different to my surfing community and most of those people I surfed with actually lived about you know three four hours away so um that just wasn't a huge part of my life is having a community of people that surfed. And so it was so special to just go on this camp and actually meet young people that were Christians and surfers and girls that were the same and wanted to be in the water with everyone and be participating in that. And so I think that was really revolutionary for me and just also recognising that surfing could be fun again and um, it didn't have to be all competitive and aggressive and that kind of thing but actually I could just surf with mates and it could be so much fun so that was so so massive so massive for kind of my journey is actually finding community and and like Sia says finding a tribe which is so true to my story I think. So you've been talking heaps about sea salt do you want to tell us like what what that actually is what does it stand for? Yeah, absolutely. So CSALT stands for Christian Surfers Australia Leadership Training. You study a certificate for ministry or my year was a diploma of leadership. It it changes a little bit depending on the year. CSALT is a 12-month program here on Phillip Island. So we have an old school camp that has been converted into a Seasalt home for all the students and we have about 20 students that come and they move on site and they live here all together in community and study together with all the content and everything comes through a college called Alpha Crucis so it's actually accredited but it's facilitated by CS teachers and leaders in a classroom during the week and then students just get to hang out the rest of the time when they're not doing class and surf and have fun there's also a number of trips that happen throughout the year to things like the CS National Gathering, Roti Island in Indonesia with the Mercy Huts to New Zealand and a lot of different little hotspots around Australia so there's definitely a lot of travel that happens as well but in the day-to-day world of sea salt it's just going to class four days a week for a few hours learning some awesome things about the bible about god about christianity and faith about cs what that looks like and then hanging out and having a blast and surfing lots of waves sounds dangerous <laughs> 20, 20 people in one house <laughs> good fun Mm. so being a part of that for you can you tell us a bit about how 
that shaped your faith walk and how that shaped parts of your identity and the impact that it had on you through the year? Yeah, definitely. So for my year that I did see, so like I said, it was so much about finding community and finding people that I could be with. And another part of that testimony that I shared before, when I went to WA and I started the course and we were doing Seesaw online, so I was doing it from um, Tasmania on Zoom calls, I actually broke my knee into four pieces a few weeks into the course, which meant that I couldn't join the Navy anymore. And the Navy basically said, we won't take you for a few years at least. So that dream of being in the Navy kind of fell away. At the same time, I was very fit and very active. So that all fell away as well. We were in COVID and so I was stuck at home with a broken leg and CSOP actually became the highlight of my week, you know, those calls and to connect with people and to talk about God and to be encouraged and prayed for. And it just was so important to have those people but I also think a huge element was actually I hadn't read my bible a whole lot prior to coming to sea salt and so I remember buying my first bible to to come to sea salt I just used other ones that have been given to me and whatever along the way but bought my first bible to come to sea salt and when I got to that first trip quickly realized that it was only the New Testament <laughs> and I'd need the Old Testament as well. So Steve Bailey gave me a surfer's Bible there on that trip when we were in WA. The whole year, that was just beautiful to dive deep into scripture and to do that with people, but also to be motivated to do that individually and individually grow in that path with God. So I think it really sparked that personal relationship and that personal journey and that personal walk with God as he was kind of redefining my identity and had stripped back everything that I thought I was and everything that I thought, oh, this is who I am. Like my identity is my fitness. I'm personal trainer. I'm training for triathlons. I'm training for the Navy, all this kind of stuff. And um, the Navy is going to be my identity and that kind of thing. But yeah, for God to just strip that back and be like, actually, your identity is that you're a daughter of the King and that you are a surfer and that you can be both of those together within a community that is safe and supportive was just, oh my goodness, so transformative, yeah. Gold. Um, but I guess in leading on Sea Salt, that's been a whole nother journey as well and just been an incredible past 12 months actually living on site with these students and being a little bit of a like peer mentor. I've just learned so much that leadership is actually such a gift mm-hmm. and that we get the privilege of serving God like Paul expresses in Philippians that he's torn between is it better to die and be with Christ or is it better to live for Christ's kingdom and for the salvation of others and wow it has just been incredible to have a year of being alongside these people and watching them grow and watching them transform and none of them um, left sea salt as the people they came to sea salt as and I think that is just so huge because this is a is a community of young people that is going to go out and go to their back to their home places or go to wherever God calls them and um, bring more people into this great big incredible family Um, so it's been just such a pleasure to watch their growth I had no idea the joy and um 
how much that would fill my heart to watch that, which has been so beautiful. That's sick. That's so cool. Heaps encouraging. I was thinking about um, how the CSOT program was sort of predominantly online and that had partly to do with COVID, I guess, but now it's in person and we get to live on the island and all sort of share dormitory and, and dining rooms and stuff and experiences and living. But you did it online, you did it in person, right? As a And the second time as a leader. Can you give us a snapshot of just a funny story that just sums up the experience of sea salt, um, the silliness, I guess, that it can be sometimes and how much fun it is? Yeah, um, wow. <laughs> I don't know where to start with that. It definitely isn't as crazy as some of the stories that you hear of the good old days of CS and um, the craziness and danger. I think our um, our young adults are maybe a little bit more mellowed out now with um, rules and regulations, but we definitely still did have so much fun from jumping off pretty much anything people could find, whether that was rocks or roofs or bridges, going for sketchy surfs, midnight swims. There was all kinds of things that happened in terms of that. But we also had so much depth in the reality of that we were spiritually walking together. And one of those most foundational moments was definitely ending up in a six-hour prayer session, which was just so unplanned. And we were just doing worship and there was a class planned for the day, but the Holy Spirit had different plans and there was like so many images that were given to each other and so much in that, which was so cool. But in terms of something um, funny or crazy, (laughs) what um, was one of the most memorable nights for me was we were playing a game of spoons. So like the card game where you've got to like get a whole like suit or like numbers or colors or whatever of cards and you're passing them around and you've got all the spoons lined up in the middle and, um, as soon as somebody gets like a set of cards, they have to discreetly grab a spoon and everyone else has to grab one as well. And whoever doesn't get one gets out. So it's kind of like musical chairs, but instead of music, you've got cards and instead of chairs, you've got spoons, right? Um, so anyways, at some stage, we just decided to start a game of spoons in on the kitchen bench. Um, and there's probably like maybe 10, 12 of us playing this game. And um as the rounds go on, it progressed into much more <laughs> and the spoons were swapped out for forks with um, peanut butter dolloped on them um, and the students were then blindfolded and instead of using cards, we used a mystery timer, aka the microwave, <laughs> to just turn the timer on the microwave and whenever it pinged, the people that had blindfolds on standing in front of the peanut butter chocolate coated forks they had to then grab the fork first it was a bit of carnage and we were waiting for I guess the timer to go off and they're just standing there and sometimes the timer was set for two three minutes and they're just standing there blindfolded just waiting for this timer to go off and we're like is the timer going to go off or is the microwave going to blow up with nothing in it or what's going to happen here (laughs) and then at some point somebody just got slapped in the face with ham and it turned into like a full-on food fight. Like there was ketchup going everywhere, mustard. We were throwing flour. There was peanut butter through everyone's hair. It was just like any condiment or thing that you could find in the kitchen was just 
plastered across our faces and our clothes were stained. And after this went on for what felt like a long time into the into the night, into the midnight hours, it was all suddenly wrapped up with the fact that we realised we were having church in that exact room tomorrow morning oh, and wow. we had to clean everything up. And so then at 1am or something, we're going around just cleaning the whole kitchen and the dining hall. And that proved for a giggle in the morning too at church, just realizing what had happened the night before. Yes, sea soldiers that don't want to do their jobs and put it off, definitely get very good at a little midnight cleaning sesh. Um, So that was pretty fun. But just quickly, one of my other favorite things is pretty much every dinner time cook up or just any random time in the kitchen, we would just break out in song and just break out just singing and having dance parties. And we would have just this 10, 20 piece orchestra of kitchen utensils just blasting, which was pretty rad and just a, such an experience of sea salt. I feel like that's sort of like sea salt to me is like, it's legit like a family, like from what I've seen from the outside, it's like 20 people that live together, just love Jesus, just do life together. And it's every year, everyone is just, they feel like brothers and sisters, like they're so tight knit and it's crazy. It's nuts. It's just like you're like another family, which is pretty cool to see and pretty rare these days. Yeah, definitely. So you sort of lost me when you said ketchup. I've just been trying to figure out what that is this whole time. <laughs> the Tasmanians say ketchup. Is that just a Sophie thing? I just, it was actually totally a mix up because a ketchup came out, but what I meant was mustard. No, I don't say ketchup. Um, I definitely say tomato sauce. I'm an Aussie, true Aussie, but um, it was mustard. Yeah. Who would you recommend it to? Why would you recommend it? Like, who's this for? Because a lot of people come out of school into it as almost like a gap year and a lot of other people just come in later. Yeah, definitely. Great question. The course is tailored towards anyone between that age group of 18 to 25. So school leavers, people that maybe they've gone and studied for a little while and want a gap year between going back or, yeah, just anyone that feels on their heart to come and be a part of it. Or even if you are a young person and you want to get involved in CS, like from my personal journey, I think that that's a really great way to get involved. But just basically, if you're not sure what to do, this is a great thing to do. (laughs) And I would say that that's who it's for in terms of why to do it. I think just because it it will be the the most transformative year of your life. Like there is no way that you can come and leave as the same person. It just doesn't happen when you've got such a close and tight-knit community. And like you said before, Mitch, it's, it's a family. These are the people that you see every single day and you travel together and you're tired together and you pray together, you eat together, you go to church together, you surf together, like your whole life is together. And that becomes such a tight knit family. And like the Bible says, like iron sharpens iron. And so I really have seen that. I've seen that in huge quantities over over the years that I've had that involvement in sea salt. And I think moving on site was the best thing that could have happened because it just completely amplifies that so much more. 
yeah, if you're thinking about it, do it. Do it for the road trips, do it for the experiences, do it do it for God. It's an amazing gear to get to know him and to listen to how you can serve him and serve his kingdom. It is the most life-changing and transformative thing I've ever done. And God was so right when he put it on that guy's heart at the festival that he would change my life. Like, it's so true. Doing this has completely and utterly changed every aspect of my life. I couldn't be more grateful for that. So if you're thinking about it, please, please come and dive headfirst in and open your heart to it. Because as you do open your heart to it, like one of my favorite ever verses is Romans 12 2. I'll just read it. It says, don't copy the behaviors and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. And personally in my life, like, man, I think back to a few years before I had done sea salt and I came across this scripture and I was just a teenager who didn't like who I was or who I was becoming. And that so desperately became my prayer that God would just make me into a new person. He has, like looking back and reflecting, it is just, I'm just filled with such an incredible, grateful heart that through the support of Salt and CS and Surf Church and mentors and the Bible and God and this program, it is just incredible to see the growth in yourself and be proud of that, that you becoming someone that is more Christ-like. Mm-hmm. So good. And you're so testament to how God is shaping individuals down there and through sea salt. Uh, I just also wanted to press into the community aspect because obviously God's got some awesome things he's doing in people's hearts down there individually. But how have you seen that shape the community of Phillip Island down there? Because I have just recently visited and it seems like it's sort of going off and there was a whole bunch of sea salters down there last year and it had to have had an effect. Like, What have you seen through sea salt just particularly within the community on the island base level is so much i discuss with my friends probably every week if not every day how incredible philip island is and the community on this island i think that even before sea salt arrived god was definitely doing something within the community there wasn't really a huge young adult community and through covid ironically there was kind of an influx of young people that came to the island and we kind of all connected and would spend our days watching sunsets and having bible studies and things like that at the beach and outside because you couldn't go to people's houses and so he was definitely doing something there in already starting something quite revolutionary but Having a group of 20 young surfers, like (laughs) it's unbelievable how much life and energy that brings to a community and to a space and even to this specific campsite that they live on, watching that come to life. I kind of lived here a little bit before even Seesaw arriving and just watching everyone arrive and that just come to this beautiful, colourful, vibrant place was such a joy but then I think that has also happened in the wider community and even within the surf church community I know like all the granny groms we call them all the older people at church and the elders and things like that they love they love having the life of young people and it does bring a freshness and it does bring a joy to to them and to surf church but in terms of 
of the community here now. I can't believe it. I actually honestly can't believe how good it is here. And I don't even know how I can be leaving um, because it, it feels like the closest thing to what God designed for Eden that I have ever experienced. And these people don't just live together. They, they do life together and they know God together. And it is so vulnerable and so open you can't describe it. <laughs> I guess like Sam coming down, you, you've experienced it the past week, but it's so much like people come and they just never leave <laughs> because it is so good. Like people come here on holidays and they end up moving here. And I just think that's such a testament to this place and what Seasalt's done in this place. Seasalt says that it's designed for leaders to go back to their communities and to minister to their communities. But I don't think it's just that. I think having them here is ministering to this community. What's what's in store for the future for yourself? It's it's pretty cool. At the moment, I am in kind of a pretty big transition season from living on site with these students to now I'm moving, obviously, yeah, to that surf coast area in Victoria to go to uni and I'll be studying a double degree in nursing and psychology, which is incredible but also alongside that I work for Surfing Victoria as a competition surf judge which is just such a great role and such yeah I I just see that it's a space where it would be so beautiful to just see Jesus more and more in that tent and in those people and have such a heart for that so I'm really excited to see where that takes me and yeah it's so cool just not viewing it as a job but rather viewing it as a ministry I couldn't be more stoked that that is a place that he's put me, be a part of of that community. I think that's really powerful. In terms of CS and leadership, I really have kind of a new canvas, I guess, that we get to paint on. And so, yeah, I'm excited to see the picture that God and I can paint together and what that might look like. Yeah, there's definitely things coming, but it's really cool to be in a season, not really sure what that is. And also, I think, really beautiful to be in a season where I'm going to have to rely on God so much and um, stepping into a new era and a new community. I know a lot of people in the church over there, but it is still going to be different to life on the island. And so, so excited, so excited to just rely on God, see what he does in my life and where he wants me to serve the kingdom next and where to go. Yeah. I definitely love prayer for direction and discernment on what all of that looks like, how I can be involved in CS still. I think there's years to come with that. But yeah, what what those things that are starting to grow and starting to build are. It's That's super encouraging. It definitely sounds like uh, you're in a, a very open, I'm just going to say yes, God season and super cool just to hear your heart in moving to a new place and it's a super scary thing and it's yeah good on you it, does, it takes a lot of trust i think in in god for sure but in yourself and stuff just to go i uh, have enough personal faith and personal depth to say well i'm going to step into something that's super hard but i know that i'm going to ask god into it yeah it's so cool too and just the fact that you know it says again in romans 12 like rejoice in our confident hope and 
I just think that's so beautiful that we we just get to rejoice in the hope and the knowing God is not a God that gives up on his promises and that he has so much in store for us. And, and he's actually the one writing that book. And all we have to do is read along and be obedient and, and participate. And I'm just so stoked that I get to read along on the book that he's writing. But straight after that, it says, be patient in trouble and keep praying in the uncertainty, in the dauntingness of moving in all the scariness of that, that all we're called to do is to just be patient and keep praying. And it's not pray, it's keep praying. What can the CS community and what can we be praying for you, but also for Salt and the students that are coming in this year and the students that are going out, like there's a big transition phase. I think a big thing for the students that have graduated is that they never stop, that they never stop seeking God and having a drive and a motivation to grow. Ephesians 3.18, it talks about wanting to know how wide and how long and how high and how deep his love is. And so just praying that they will continue to uncover new depths of God. Each of them have a calling to leadership and each of them have an ability to lead too. Just prayer that they'll have discernment about what that looks like in their individual lives, that they will hear from God so well that they have the obedience to listen to him, that they can just go out and like it says in Romans 12, not be a part of a culture, but actually create a culture. Just prayers on how they can do that, what that looks like. Also praying that they know that they are always loved and supported wherever they go. But in regards to the new students coming, I think a big prayer is just helping them with that transition. Transitioning to the island is a big deal. Living with 20 people is a big deal. So there's a lot of a relational aspect when students arrive in just getting to know each other and how everybody fits within the sphere. Yeah, a lot of them are coming with not much finance. And although we try and cut the the price down as much as we can for Sea Salt and Lucas does an incredible job at that, still a financial element. So I would encourage you that if anybody is on your heart or you do have it on your heart to give, please do. And there is opportunity to potentially open that up in um, other states or other places around Australia and the world. And so, um, yeah, if you have it on your heart to pray for for that, for the expansion of Sea Salt, then man, please like go for it. I can't wait. I can't wait for the places it's going to go to and um, what it's going to become. It's definitely got a big future ahead. Yeah, investment in that is needed in terms of prayer and finance. Imagine seeing a sea salt on like every like major surf town. Well, everybody, like <laughs> every, ma- every, every single town. <laughs> but imagine seeing like in Queensland and New South Wales, Vico, Tassie. Yeah. What a, what a dream that could be. Mm. So cool. Well, thanks for chatting to us, Sav. Yeah, it's been such a good convo. Thanks for letting us in on, uh, giving us some snapshots on what God's been doing in your life and a, and a bit of a, yeah, deeper dive into sea salt. It's been super insightful. I'm keen to see what happens this year. How good was that, Sammy? Oh, the best. She is a ball of wisdom. Sophie's a gem. Absolutely. So good. Sick. Well, that was so encouraging, hearing how God used her through CS and what CS is doing down there at Phillip Island and also just how Sophie's doing. Yeah. The ball of energy. Man, how fun does sea salt sound? Yeah, dude. Oh, if my I gosh. Could, if I could go back in yeah. time, I would hit that. 
Hit it hard. Hit it hard. Yeah. Well, we're both pretty involved with with Seasalt. So if you do happen to find yourself uh, in the ta- in the tanglement of the, the super fun year, then you'll probably see us along the way. But see us along the way. Oh, he's good. Oh. Very good. <laughs> uh, Sophie. Oh, yeah. Sophie is queen. A, she's a gem. A gem. Gem. Oh, jam. Sophie, you're a jam. You're a jam. And I say top shelf a bit. I think I think Sophie's pretty top shelf. Oh, it's good. Yeah. How cool um, does sea salt sound? Yeah. It sounds yeah. sick. If you're 18 to 25 and have no idea what's going on, what direction you want to step in, I'd seriously consider That's it. a good one. Sea salt's a good one. Sea salt's a good one. What a combo. What Another a great combo. one to add to the books. Oh, I love it. <laughs> so stay tuned for next episode. Remember to like, subscribe. Um, oh, and the merch, Mitch. And the merch. Dude, I don't know if you've seen it, man, but there's some pretty hectic Drop retro tees going around. On. Have you seen them? I hope they come out with some booties. Oh, CS, CS booties. booties. Dude. <gasps> yeah, that's a thing. That's a thing. If you want CS booties, message CS. We could, yeah, like, let's, let's get some hype about yeah, it. Let's start a thing. Oh, yes. But the tees, the retro tees are sick. There's some purple, there's black, white. There's, um, Ooh. I think there's some really not like a cool beige color, I think. Oh, barge. It looks sick. Barge. Barge. <laughs> barge. <A bit> <laughs> But the merch is cool. Jump on that. That's um, on the CSA website. Rep the CS merch. It's pretty sick. Get around it. Get around it. Until next time, Mitch. <laughs> Laters. Out. Oh.